0: cheers cheers guys. Cheers!
1: to a, a very successful month actually yeah crazy actually a insane successful month. three
0: insane months yeah we had a bit of a break there at the uh, winter break Christmas Hanukkah break whatever but it's been busy so it's been really good though
2: very busy I was thanks at, guys for the yeah. teamwork
1: I was yes. looking ahead to April we're not done with the busyness April <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not 2023
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're booked. We're booked into September, October 2023. Yeah. It's deadly.
1: Well, just how many different cases we have going to trial in April. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. It's true.
1: I think you almost cleaned your desk off actually when we were filling in the last one for April. If you were, yeah.
0: Marcy, you were there. This was like six months ago or seven months ago when I looked at how the schedule stacked up and we were under the pressure of COVID and rebooking. I had a heart attack because we like time to prepare, right? Mm -hmm. And I just off of my desk and went nuts because mm-hmm. of the pressure we had three four back-to-back major complex sexual assault cases like major complex and we've survived i know yeah we're still here yeah. i'm just i almost yeah.
1: want to cheers again to that because i last week i didn't actually think i was alive i was like <laughs> i was yeah, I you remember, were
0: like a zombie last week and we
1: were you know trying to meet with somebody You know, a a new person coming in to to meet us for the first time, and we just, like, you ended up turning and saying, this is how tired we are. We normally have more energy than this. (laughs) We apologized.
0: Uh, We're interested in your case. We want to help you, but we're exhausted because this is exhausting work. Well,
1: it was 10-hour days for two weeks straight, With I think we only had one Sunday off.
0: I think we'll talk about it a bit later, but it's the misconception about what it is to hire a lawyer who really, I'm not denigrating on anybody but if you really want to do a good job at this whether you're in your 29th or 30th year um, with all the experience that we all have it's it's hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of preparation where you're drafting and thinking and critically analyzing it's a massive chess game to create these cross examinations and people you know who are clients may not understand that at the outset and it's exhausting
2: they do by the end because they always. see it they see it they see not it.
0: not always sometimes you know we'll talk about this a bit later but you know sometimes when you win a case just before it goes to trial because the crown capitulate you know sometimes a person who's your client thinks well this was easy and it's not anyways we have other stuff to talk about yeah, here Exactly. well More i know
1: because there's a lot going on in the like, world right, right now down. yeah right now um and it's actually not so much in the, the criminal sphere yeah. as it is the civil, civil issues, but you know, ever since Arab Spring, Occupy Wall Street, and so on, we're seeing more and more that people are organizing protests through social media. And um, that there's not a lot of clear understanding on where their rights start and end and so on, and the competing rights of other people. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I think is really interesting just about how protests are held Um, why they're being held, because we were talking earlier about cancel culture, which is... Yeah,
0: it all factors in.
1: Yeah, and when you look at how hard it is for people to have dissenting or unpopular points of view without getting booted off and silenced on social media, then they end up with no voice at all and nothing left to do except to physically show up somewhere and try to be seen if you can't be heard. So... I think it's really interesting in how our culture's changed, and the law hasn't really you know, been involved in, in much litigation around the way the Internet has changed our lives. And there's been a little bit of that in terms of uh, whether or not platforms like Twitter... I actually dislike the word platform for describing things, but I guess no, it's... A it's a good term. Better. But that's the yeah. accurate term. I mean. yeah. Yeah. yeah, just because there's the whole, like, you know about privileged people having platforms but uh, the people who are apparently unprivileged are the only ones who can use the platforms now so on know. but anyway what are your thoughts on that all the protests that are going on and the way people are responding to it and media coverage uh depends uh what you mean by uh
2: what you're referring to i take it right now what's happening is the trucker protest is kind of front and center um you yeah, know.
0: let's use that as a framework for this discussion because i think it it leads into a broader discussion i think that's really important and 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 i'm going to let you go on that but just you know to frame it it also feeds in with it's very it, it's again hard we said this in an episode we did a while ago how hard it is to get accurate facts about what is actually happening on scene and how reporting is not reporting it's opinionated and how dangerous that is um, so for the average viewer um, to understand truly what's going on and this is we understand a little bit more I've, I've done media interviews about this and I've gotten source information but I think this is a good platform right now to st- Talk about and then lead into the other, yeah,
1: without discussion. taking a position on whether or not you know the the issue that they're protesting has any merits or whatever it's like yeah, I, I think we can talk about
0: that a little bit, but you know the honking and stuff but 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 there is something at the heart of this, which you know um I think is um is the uh, ideology of a problem that we have right now, and that we will see uh, permeating both politics and law in the future?
1: Well, let's Anyways, start let's actually. Talk about it. Yeah, let's start actually at the very beginning, which is when the the convoy was on its way to Ottawa. The things that our prime minister was saying about the protesters who hadn't yet arrived. Uh, well, um, politicians
2: are allowed to speak their opinion. Um, regarding what civilians do <laughs> uh, and free to criticize uh, preemptively that's there's nothing wrong with that it'd be a little different if a judge was um, you know criticizing uh, publicly the uh, protesters or their actions before a suit was brought or the injunction was brought before them but a politician is entirely within their purview to say i agree i disagree i like it i don't like it i hope it goes x i hope it goes y is it smart (laughs) that's a whole separate issue that's uh well he was saying things like
1: um that their views were unacceptable he was demonizing them with um you know characterizations of being racist and all this other stuff and saying they were a fringe minority um but there was something i can't remember the exact words there's something more concerning to me where he said um, that something has to be done about them. And that's, I'm like, like what? Something needs to be done about people who are planning to go and actually try to protest something. I
0: I think we have a few levels of, of issues here. One is we have to be free in a democratic society to voice our opinion and our opposition to a political policy. We have to have the right to do that in public and have a demonstration and a protest. And be heard. And be heard and not be demonized for it. And I'm not commenting on this protest in particular. Well,
2: uh, demonized uh, for it separate issues. You can be demonized for the issue for which you're protesting. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, a group of white supremacists want to walk down the street. I think it's entirely fair to say they, you know, to hold two simultaneously contradictory. It's for
0: the opinion, but not for your
2: action. Right. You're allowed to walk down the street. Uh, you're allowed to protest. Um, everybody uh, should acknowledge that, uh, particularly those who are Public officials, <coughs> but it's free for them to say their views are reprehensible, and I really oppose it. That 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 that's fair, right? Um, what's uh, w- you know this kind of I, I think back to the days of uh, the anti globalization protests uh, when there was uh, the G twenty in Quebec City, and there was a movement to say it's fine for you to protest. Uh, But here's your pen, right? And here's where you're going to protest far away from the world leaders and you're not going to interfere. And that's actually not the, the, you know, that's not really in keeping with our tradition. Of protest and recognizing that it's not simply the ability to scream in the wild so it's not to give um, you can't say that you have a right to assembly uh, up in Nunavut to complain about something in in Ottawa mm. um, you get to go to Ottawa and you get to be heard and seen by uh, the people you're protesting which is uh, Again, kind of, you know, what's interesting is that there are these laws that are being passed preventing uh, the anti-vaxxers from protesting near hospitals, which is, um, again, a kind of encroachment on uh, the, the general view that we've always had which is if this it's is not the
0: hospitals who enact the policies so i'm going to you. it's not the hospitals who enact policies and, and i totally agree access. with you i mean they've they're worried about you know uh, interference with healthcare workers and access to the hospitals and it's not the hospitals it's not the workers i i think we have to be really careful it's on parliament or it's on the legislature in your province it's not on them i i get that the legislation may seem to be a bit draconian on where you can protest but i think we have to be careful i think we have to be careful as a civil society where you do it and who you're impacting and that's where i want to come to
2: i agree with you that it's uh unpalatable and it's quite disturbing but uh realistically you get to protest also private individuals and private corporations and private activity yeah so for example you if uh, you're an anti-abortionist um you do get to picket outside of a abortion clinic plan. regardless of the fact that it is the state that has authorized the abortion to take place. So that you know uh, I think you you got to keep in mind our historical experiences with other types of, of protests and we've had plenty of protests um that have taken place in uh, you know think about when an unpopular um speaker has has come to uh talk uh, actually i remember steve bannon coming to the uh hummingbird center or something yeah, yeah, like North, that in North
0: York yeah, right, yeah.
2: for the monk lecture. no no it was uh, oh, down, downtown Toronto downtown yeah, yeah. Tro- Toronto yeah. and it was the hummingbird it was the monk debates and he was debating David Frum and there was a group of protesters you know marching along uh, around uh, trying to convince people that it feeds fuel to the fire by even platforming him quote-unquote And there's, uh, I'm not going to discuss their opinion as to that issue, but it's completely legitimate within Canadian uh, civil liberties to march and protest private individuals uh, speaking in a private uh, sphere, uh, you know, um, so on and so forth.
0: I agree. I I think we have a a clash here where I think Look, I think we need some balance and moderation to make sure that a protest does not interfere with individuals' ability to survive in a particular area. Two, I think we have to ensure that um, the funding that we have for these individuals are not for some other purpose, which we'll talk about later. Talk about dark money, funding the GoFundMe investigation. I think that's important because we want to make sure that these people who are protesting... That the core is at the issue that they really want to address and not something else by some other state or third party actor. But the other thing that I think is important, which worries me immensely, and is the cancel type of culture that we have that we see permeating both in protesting, in law, in accusations. If you if if there is a majority of the population that wants to um, promulgate a certain opinion, you can cancel this protest and you know ostracize or do whatever. The, and and this is where I came in with the demonization. It's not something as extreme as you know you know uh, anything which is uh, racist, but we have to be careful to allow people to voice their opinion. Without it being cancelled by some sort of other opinion that seems to have the day, and you know what I mean by that, that worries me tremendously, and then I'm going to just talk for one second. there's the the politician recently, uh Joel Lightbode, who's the lightbound, who's the m p in the House of Commons, who is a liberal uh, m p and who I believe used to be a um parliamentary secretary for the uh, finance minister who's now an MP uh, who made a uh, speech that was, I thought, rather measured and balanced about all the good things that the Liberal government did and things that weren't so good, um, including now certain policies that may uh, stigmatize or divide our community, and he's at risk with respect to his membership in caucus. And I think this speaks about. I liked the way he spoke. And I thought he was measured yet he can't speak his mind because the party operates our, our parliamentary system operates either you're with us or you're against us and so if you have a dissenting opinion you're f-ed. I don't think I swore during this episode so no that's the first you
2: know, yeah you're
1: right off the top actually when we were talking about our. Did I? oh yeah. sorry yeah.
0: <laughs> but it worries me because I thought this was a very measured balanced uh, 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 approach taken by this MP, and I think it's right that we need to find a map and a roadmap to get us out of the restrictions. We need to de-escalate We, we need to deescalate, well. and 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 I get the idea that maybe we maybe the government is entrenched right now because you've got this protest. If you start to if you start to develop this roadmap out, it looks like they're winning, but we can't look at it as a zero sum game. There was this great speak i was watching cbc on sunday with you mars and this i forgot who the commentator was said you know if i protest that i want winter to end and spring to come eventually i'm going to win right
1: so it's the same thing here i have been i don't think i've ever been this quiet for this long on a podcast before but i am worried i'm going to lose track of what it was okay. i wanted to say because we've covered so much stuff yeah um just to, for starters i am an, a supporter of unfettered freedom of speech and i think the best reason to you american for that is the best reason to give is is better to know where the assholes are right you don't like what they're saying yeah. but they're still going to think what they're thinking and you're not going to have the ability to try and uh confront them with with different information or uh you're just not going to know where they are and I don't see any actual legitimate reason for aside from where there's calls to action and that action could be potentially violent.
0: Right. Yeah, but here's my problem and, I, and here's the larger context and discussion because this rolls into what we talk about often in criminal law is how do we know who the assholes are legitimately because so much of speech is controlled by social media, private corporation, interest groups. We've seen the loss of due process in allegations in the public sphere and in the criminal sphere. We've seen it happen with people's careers, whether you're an actor, whether you're in government, whether you're the head of the vaccine rollout for Canada. I can't get off of it with respect to General Denny Fortin and how that guy just disappeared in two seconds because of an allegation. <laughs> I may not he, pronounce it properly. He, he
2: who shall not be named.
0: No, it's but, know, for sure. I feel bad it's for the guy. A, I like, know this is a top general yeah. who served his country for two, three decades, disappeared like that yeah. because somebody brought an allegation, and this pansy government said uh, we don't want to be attached to it. We'll fire him quietly. He didn't even know the poor allegation. He didn't even the poor guy didn't know the allegation until the charges uh, charge was laid in Quebec. This is what concerns me. How do we know the truth? How do we know who the assholes are? How do we know who's right? How do we know what's real anymore? And I don't want to sound like some conspiracy guy, but I really am having concerns
1: about that. How do we know? It brings me to the second point, and I actually read, you know, I'll give a little shout out to... Aside from what we talk about. give a little shout out to an online magazine called Quillette. They had a really fabulous article written by a guy who'd been cancelled. And um oh, the way God, he God. was demonized. Yeah, yeah, He was just like what it made him the result for him was that he doesn't know if somebody actually is um doing or saying the things that they're alleged to have done by the media because what they said about him was such lies. And right. so so then you know it, the way the media reports what's going on shapes people's understanding of what the protests are about or what the person actually did or said and um and kind of a third point is that when there's, like, the the protest going on with the truckers right now is massive. There's so much media coverage, and it's, it's, you know, getting a lot of attention, so it's attracting a bunch of different people to attach themselves to the cause so that they can get their signs up there too and get their, their faces in the media and yeah, feel well, like they have a voice. But it doesn't... Um, people go to protest for different reasons. And you, you mentioned them being anti-vaxxers. A bunch of the people there actually are, are double-vaxxed with boosters. Yeah.
0: Right, but there's, but there's other people there now at the core who are not there for that purpose. There are other people who are there to agitate. There are other but people there... But why can there. they
1: then undermine the legitimate voices of the people who are there for the right reasons? Because
0: this is, this is where it comes down to we can't tell the truth. From the lies. This is where we are now as a society and where things are, are problems, and where you know that whole GoFundMe investigation is. They're funded, they're organized. If it's a legitimate protest with legitimate issues, God bless them. But we know that there are other purposes to it. So, one um, excerpt I was reading from an interview and from information well,
1: was Let's look at the size of the, the GoFundMe collection, too. It was like $10 million that was raised in a very short time frame.
0: $10 million. And this is where we talk about not knowing where money comes from. So it's dark money, like in campaign finance. Well, we don't know. But, you know, there is some, whether it's accurate what I was reading, I I heard an interview, I read it. I'm now skeptical about almost everything I read. But, um, you know, wanted to meet with the governor general. Some of the organizers wanted to meet with the opposition, maybe form a coalition. They're a non-elected body. Yeah. F*** you. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I have enough dictators in my life. I yeah. thought
1: you were going to mention a different CBC uh, issue that came up during the course of this where it was suggested that the Russians were actually behind the protest. I don't think here. But, but you know, <laughs> but let's not... But, you know... You know
2: who cares? That Who happens. cares, who cares that who's happens. behind it
0: <laughs> for our own legitimacy? Like, this is a democracy. And for the most part, It's a pretty good country to live in. It's a little cold for me, you know, last few weeks, but it's a great country to live in. Uh, Aside from preventative health care, leaving that aside, um, we don't want outside influences moving politics or policies to a fringe where we don't want them to go. So here's a perfect example. The federal government entrenches themselves in not giving in to the protest. At the same time, we need to go back to a normal life. We need to learn how to live with this virus. We need normalcy. We need businesses to thrive. We need children to be
1: in school. We need to be able to go on planes and travel. So We need doctors to be able to make decisions for their patients based on their knowledge of the patient. One second.
0: Leaving that aside, I'll get to that, but leaving that aside, is the government going to make a decision in our best interest Or are they going to make a decision because they don't want to give in to this extreme protest right now where they think one voice is forcing them to give up on everything and so they're going to hold back now where we might have seen relaxing. We see it in Alberta and Saskatchewan, right? It's like a Streisand effect where you have the reverse effect of what you're intending to do. So chicken and egg. Are they just doing this because this is the natural progress now because we see that the virus is coming down here in Canada with the Omicron variant or is it because of the protest? Who the f knows? And, and that's what worries me about this. And I don't want to see our federal government get entrenched. And frankly, we should see loosening of restrictions. And we got to go back to a normal life.
1: Information well, versus propaganda is really important. I'll let you speak in just a second. No, sure. But we've right now got so many journalists who are resigning and going to Substack because they can't actually um, report news in the way they see fit. And so this is basically one of the one of the worst things that can happen in society is an uninformed a public or misinformed public
2: well one of the things that's happening is the the media currently <laughs> yeah, I'm going say something it's going to be controversial in a minute, but go ahead is um getting really obsessed with the you know as you just said dark money and the whole go fund me and so on and so forth. And I think it's important to kind of step back and, you know, look at this and say, what's wrong with foreign money, so to speak, funding a private uh, group? You know, this isn't a political party. That's different. You know, if I give money to Amnesty International or Pan America,
0: don't get me started
2: and they go amnesty
0: international and they go and israel's apartheid i'm gonna get canceled right now for sure
2: and they go and they uh you know spend money advocating for lgbtq rights in uh you forgot uh, a few
1: letters and and symbols
2: whatever you get it right point is if i go and i donate to them and they go uh and try to advocate for rights in iran i don't see anything wrong with that so i don't need my name to be hidden i donate to a number of things you can publish my name Right. But the point is this. I have zero to hide.
0: fear about. I have zero to hide. About as to foreign money. I donate to.
2: No, no, it's about foreign money. That's right. What, because what,
0: we know this world geopolitics is run by interest groups and power and all sorts of alternative dark agendas, which are serious and real. And so we have to be careful about where that money comes from. We can't be naive as a society, to think there's not nefarious interests out there. I mean, this is way beyond us as criminal lawyers, but oh, I'm no. not an idiot when it comes to, to international up. relations and politics. The reality is we have to be careful. I donate to a number of charities and a number of organizations. Publish my name. I don't have a problem. $1, $10,
1: $20, $1,000, who cares? Yeah, there's a lot of different people. here. Like, I mean, there's people who actually are experts in... Um Protecting all of your privacy and identity, and the fact that our phones can hear what we're saying all the time, and what people think is happening with that information, is like I think that's one of the problems right now, especially with the internet and how things have gone. Is that conspiracy theories? I mean, sir, some conspiracies but what's wrong are with legitimate. about donations. Some conspiracies are legitimate, and other ones well, aren't. I, I, I don't have an issue with the transparency. But if you're
0: donating, if you're donating to GoFundMe or to some other platform to raise money for an interest or a cause. What's wrong with trans- w- transparency? What's wrong well, with that? Well, that's the whole nature of know. the donation sites. Is that- What's actually, wrong with that? Actually, it's I'll, on a I global platform
1: on the Why? internet.
2: Because uh, I should be able to donate privately to a private organization. Why do what I private? have to? Well, GoFundMe is a private organization. It's not a, par- a political party it they can spend their money uh, getting hot tubs for everybody if they want uh, or somebody can embezzle the we, we money we don't live we don't We've live people starving in, in the world. we, right? don't, live the we, world we don't,
1: don't live in a simple
0: we don't live in a simple world tubs. we live in a complex <laughs> world with complex <laughs> I issues, agree with all sorts of interest groups impinging on right on due process on who gets vilified who doesn't who goes to jail who gets elected, who runs her policies, who f**ks up her healthcare system.
1: I get your point. Who does place. all yeah. sorts of stuff. No,
0: I think transparency <laughs> solves a lot of those issues. And if you're ashamed of what you're donating to, yeah. just have a look then at there's a problem. Let's just move I'm to... I'm proud of
2: who I donate to. You know let's what? Feed the, the hungry. I totally... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and not to anyone. Well, if
0: you've all got
2: political party All in this right. country well, again y- 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 you know why i disagree with you because uh, it's the old adage um if you've got nothing to hide why are you're wearing pants right no that because this, is, this different. is getting to the search I've and seizure question <laughs>
0: right no that's different your home is your castle well what about just spending your money on a, on yeah. a, on trying to thwart a government
1: well why no? not no, Why not? we live in a different Let's world. Let's just to yeah, one the biggest biggest we're with, world. with GoFundMe, the biggest issue was when they decided that they were going to end that um, account, they said originally, and it's a, this probably, a, you know, again, we don't really know for sure exactly what happened, but there is a little bit of a timeline that you can track. They originally said they were going to take nine out of ten million dollars and they would uh, refund anybody who asked if they asked within a certain time frame and whatever was left over. GoFundMe would decide which charities they've investigated. They were going to redistribute the yeah, money. Yeah, f- damn. Right. Look, so that's, that's theft. Right, but theft. That, that's no. theft. And here's a perfect
0: example. I, I just make it transparent, and then if it's, I don't have a problem yeah, have with you, any number of people going on GoFundMe to fund the truckers, to fund whatever campaign it is. Even if I find it abhorrent, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what free speech is about. And we may not like it, but that's fine. It shines a light on certain issues, and we can have a public discourse about it. But I think we need some transparency now because there's too much risk about forces beyond our knowledge that may try and influence things in a way that will e- really impinge on our liberty and our rights, including our free speech. Trust me, it's not a f-ing joke. And and there's nobody really speaking about this. You want to find anything about world news? I mean. Where do you get your world, what's going on in the world? I get it from you, because I don't read the news. But where do you get it from? (laughs) Not one of our domestic agencies here, there are journalist agencies, really, just, just, I get it, just report on world news. You know, I just, if you want to get, you've got to really dig deep to find out what's going on in the world and get some, try and get some honest reporting and some honest journalism, because it doesn't really exist. I watched on Sunday, nearly jumped out of my bed because we flipped on CNN. That's
1: a really great visual.
0: <laughs> it could have been. You don't know. a little overweight. But anyways, you know, Brian Seltzer on CNN was on with uh, a particular guest who was talking about opinion versus journalism and how CNN was criticized at some extent about, and I don't really give a shit if they don't like what I'm saying or not, but that they don't really report on world events and world issues. And he said, I beg to differ. No. That guess was absolutely right. If you watch CNN, it looks like the all-Trump channel or the all-Biden channel, and they wouldn't know what's going on in the rest of the f-ing world. I go to BBC World or other news organizations to try and figure it out. Then I read and go on the internet, and because I'm a bit of a news junkie. You can't f-ing find it out from any of these news agencies what's going on. You might get a glimmer on each. We're in opinionated journalism now. And it's not journalism anymore. How do you find facts? How do you find out what's really going on? There's no investigative
1: journalism. There's nothing
0: anymore. That's the nub of what I'm getting at. You talk about free speech. You talk about who's funding the protests, who's funding journalism. We're living. Now it's the government of Canada through the bailout. But I think. But, you uh, know, I liked CBC. And I think CBC was a great organization.
1: Sometimes,
0: I think. (laughs) You know, especially when they had me on. But. But leaving that aside, <laughs> the truth comes they out. They made a serious mistake not having me on. But leaving that aside, I like them. And I worry about independent journalism and how it factors into the protest in Ottawa, how it factors into how we have a public discourse about restrictions and mandates yeah. and freedom, how we talk about world and international relations, what's going on with Ukraine versus Russia. It's uh, a, a fucking joke.
1: And doctors losing hospital privileges because. They have concerns that they're not allowed to express that's uh, that is there are some serious issues i that agree need to be addressed never mind
0: look our healthcare workers uh, i want to support i want to open up that whole. i'm not but i want to support them they've done a great job but what i will say is oh, our I, government I support
1: them too i think they're amazing our government
0: has done a horrible job of investing and expanding and enhancing our healthcare system if if 505 people in icu is critical for a province of some 14 plus million people, we're f***ed. That's ridiculous. If we're not investing in preventative healthcare, we're f***ed, and trust me, we're not. I know you got a lot to say about that. (laughs) I do, I have a lot to say about it, so do you. And we all need that. That's the way to the future. And there's so many issues, but how do we get to the truth? This is all about the truth. How do we get to the truth? I don't know. We're trying to report on the truth, and I find that we're delving into politics more than well, anything it's anymore.
1: My truth, right? Nowadays oh, there's f- no that. truth. No. There's no my Nowadays, truth. This is there are my facts truth. and there's
0: alternative facts. Trump introduced that. Other people introduced that it, it's wrong. There is only one truth. There may be versions where there can be nuances and you can de- debate it and discuss it, but there's no such thing as your truth, my truth. We're out of time.
1: Postmodernism. Destroying and our that's world. For another day. But I just I just want to make one more point though um that when somebody donates money to a specific cause if that cause is then deemed to be not legitimate it should go back to the person yeah. you cannot you cannot change what somebody actually gave money to i agree it's like but we have to, to determine who fucking determines if that cause it's is like, legitimate or not but it's second. like letting you buy a product and then once you get to your car and go to put it in, you know yeah. you're purchasing your car they they switch it on you go well, ahead, that's
2: I, not right you know i'll be a counter to that which is read the fine print
0: they, you Give know it's so hard back. to figure it no out.
2: if the fine Give print, them print them says back. if the fine print says look we will do whatever we feel like doing in the event of x y and z mm-hmm. that's contract law that's the basics
0: yeah so, you're right you're right but the but but the normal person isn't a lawyer and thank well, God for them, okay? Congratulations. Our heads or, a, are ground, or
1: a socialist. Our heads are ground
0: into yeah. no, some I, sort I, of a pencil. That's
2: a free, that's a free marketeer uh, definition. The, the, or, and I'm or a free market guy, but, okay. yeah. but when it comes but, to but these
0: donations, a, people there are people who are like, want to give money to serve a good cause. They shouldn't be f***ed by fine print that they can't read or understand.
1: When you update a program, Chris, do you actually read the agreement? Absolutely that you agree to? not. I know. Just give me two more minutes.
2: Because in contract law, you should never read the fine print. That's what I learned in contract law, because then you can't argue, abuse of process.
1: <laughs> I, I think <laughs> That's all I remember. What's really
0: important, and the end take from this, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is...
1: This is getting funny now.
0: How do we search for the truth? How do we search for the truth to voice our opinions? How do we protect freedom of speech and our ability to voice our protest against government and policies and still be respected for that and have it enhanced? Because We need people to speak out, we need politicians to be able to speak out, and we need a healthy discourse in this country, no matter what the issue.
1: And we we really need to think carefully about how to define where freedom of speech ends. And not to cancel people because they
0: have a legitimate opinion if it's unpopular. And that's something which is very insidious right now, especially in social media and by interest groups, and we have to Fight against that.
2: Or if they have. Thank uh, you.
0: If you've liked our podcast,
1: please do sh- that. Can you say it? I, you're supposed I to, get embarrassed uh, like, every single time. Like and subscribe, share, uh, and, share. share. and then there's something special for, Apple. for Apple. What comment, comment for Apple? Oh. There and you go. Will
0: comment right back.
1: Yeah, and I won't.
0: I <laughs> know.
2: Love you guys. Thank you. You don't answer anything. I, no, no emails. Nothing. Nothing.